Hello, and welcome to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast, produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. I'm your host, Mike Jefferson. Thank you for joining us as we talk with community leaders from across Greater Des Moines who share their greatest accomplishments and their biggest challenges. Now more than ever during these trying times, leadership remains crucial to the strength and resilience of our region. Let's hear from today's leader. I'd like to welcome you all to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast today. My name is Mike Jefferson, and I am the program manager at the Greater Des Moines Partnership. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, I want to thank you uh, first and foremost. And even if you are a returning guest and have listened to prior episodes of the show, um, appreciate your support, appreciate you sharing this out with others, and really hope that you've been able to um to glean some really good information from these conversations that we've had. Um, if you would like to check out uh, prior episodes of the show, you can go to dsmpartnership.com and along the top bar, just select uh, news and media and drop down to the podcast tab. Uh, with that being said, I'd like to introduce today's guest. Uh, she is the president and CEO of the Easter Seal of Easter Seals, Iowa. And I will let her explain a little bit more exactly what that is uh, for those of you listening that may not have heard of Easter Seals. But uh, I'd like to introduce Sherry Nielsen to the show today. Sherry, how are you doing? Good morning. Hi, Mike. Thanks so much for the opportunity to visit with you today. I really appreciate it. You are right. I'm the president and CEO of Easter Seals, Iowa. And our mission is to provide services and supports to individuals with disabilities and their families. So we get the pleasure of walking um, life's journey with our clients and their families and lifting them up um, with different services that they need to be successful. Very good. And you have been in the CEO, the president CEO role role since uh, 2008, correct? Yes, that is right. And prior to that, um, I've had the pleasure of working for the organization and the mission, which I love truly for 26 years and a variety of different roles, but the CEO since 2008. Okay, so talk about that a little bit because I think that may help set the tone for, um, you know, this is leading in times of challenge, and for you to have been an individual um, that has actually been at this organization from the very, I guess, and I don't use this in a bad term, but at the bottom, you know, starting mm-hmm. off. I understand you you started off as at a very entry level position there, correct? That's correct. So, okay, so how has that, I guess? Since you've moved up all the way, it's almost, it's almost like a video game. You've achieved each level and, and now you're at the top. Talk about that a little bit and maybe some of the experiences you've had there along the way. Yeah, you bet. So I um, started at Easter Sills. It was, I was called an employment consultant. Um, it's, it's a direct support professional role. So my job was to work directly with our clients to help them find and then maintain employment. Um, and I absolutely loved that job. I loved seeing the success of our clients and having the opportunity to support someone find independence. Um, and, you know, I think um, I was just so grateful to those who were my leaders and that I worked with because I had the opportunity to really learn and grow um, in that position and um, have a better idea of where my natural talents were and how I might be able to make um, a bigger a bigger ripple within the organization. So after that, um, you know, talk about changing changes and times changes. I mean, a lot has changed in 26 years. And that's one of the reasons why I've loved Easter Sills is because I've got to be a part of that change. Um, but um, really, I think one of the things as I look back that has been 
super exciting is that um, those that led led me at that time gave me an opportunity to focus on what I was really good at um, and being able to be creative and envisioning what could be instead of what is um, what has been super fun. So I've had different roles in the organization. Um, I like to say um, that I've done e- about every job in the organization, except for I do nothing in accounting or with numbers because I don't like those things. I like to surround myself with people that are very talented in that area and just get the heck out of their way. That's a nugget for those of you that are listening there. Um, surrounding yourself with people that are better at the things that you don't like to do does not make you a bad person. Oh, my goodness. It makes you a successful person for sure. So now with... All of those things involved at Easter Seals. Maybe talk a little bit about, again, because I'm just trying to frame this up for our listeners here a little bit. Um, are there other organizations and things that you're also involved in uh, besides the Easter Seals? Um, yes, I have um, had an opportunity to get involved with different community um, organizations. I recently, in fact, just last evening, um, finished up my term on our, on our Board of Education um, I've had an opportunity. I try to take every opportunity I can to attend um, learning and growth um, opportunities. I was in Leadership Iowa. I really learned a ton um, in, in participating in, in that organization. I also serve on the Partnerships um, Diversity and Inclusion Council. Um, I, I think that that's one of the most important things you can do as a leader is that you attend and learn from other people because other people have the perspectives that you don't have. Um, And when you can have an opportunity to engage with them and understand their perspectives, and then then you are able to be a more effective leader to those that you're responsible for. Agree 100%. So now kind of looking maybe, actually, I'm going to let you decide as we get into this next question. Um, I want you to talk about a time that you encountered a challenge that it seemed like, okay, uh, I'm a newly minted leader and I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Um, obviously, given the time we're at now, it may be more recent and having dealing with COVID-19. Um, yeah, give me give me a challenge that you thought was was super massive and that you were like, how are we going to navigate our way through this? So I think one of the defining moments um, for me and the time that um, I have been leading is when um, the disability system in Iowa went through quite a few um, transformational changes. Um, And it really uh, made how we do business different than what we had been doing. Um, I think, you know, I'd like to talk a little bit about that because I think that um, uh, one of the feelings that I had was I'm not in control. This is happening to us. And I'm very uncomfortable with that. And I know that the individuals that we support and their families are counting on us to do the right thing. Um, And so, you know, it it was an opportunity to kind of step back and reflect about what path we were going to take. Were we going to be victims and say, we don't want this to happen. We don't think this is in the best interest of the individuals that we serve. Or were we going to embrace and kind of fall into the changes and figure out how we we were going to get our clients and their families through the change. Uh, Because the change really, while it was going to change how we did business, it really wasn't about us. It was really about those that we serve. Um, And and I was really proud. Um, I'm going to be totally transparent. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was really proud of how we got through it. 
And and that's okay um, because I think honesty and transparency are, are some of the best policies that people can have. Um, so as you navigated uh, your way through those challenges, Sherry, talk about the ways that you led your teams through those challenges because um, I'm sure there was, you know, usually when you work with teams, everybody has an opinion <laughs> if we're talking transparency and um, whether it's right or wrong, everybody has their own feelings about a certain situation. So talk about how you were able to bring all that together as the leader and then, and then get through that. Absolutely. So I think the first thing was really deciding um, how were we going to support our clients and families get through this, that that was, that was number one. And, and kind of mourning that we didn't know what it was going to look like and accepting that there was unknown. So I had to get that right with myself first. Um, and then as I sat down and I talked about what was happening to our teams, understanding where their fears were and how could I alleviate those fears? Because I knew that if our team members felt cared and listened to and supported, then they could better support our clients and our families. Um, and most of the time, whatever change we're going through, the unknown is the scary part. Once. Right. And I was going to say, talk about a little, little bit too, maybe talk about some of those fears that uh, your team encountered. Sure. So I think across the board, our, our concerns were who was going to care for our clients? Were they going to get the same level of service? Were they going to be forgotten in the trans and um, the change and the transition? Um, and then I think for our, our team members too, were they going to have a job? Um, were they going to have pay cuts? What was this going to mean for their own families? When you're caring for other people, it's really hard to provide a high level of care if you don't feel cared for. Couldn't agree more. Um, so again, I guess, and in, in to, to close that out, how did you put all that together then to come up with the best plan for not only your team itself, but for your clients that you served? So I tried to make sure that I had the most current and accurate information. <clears throat> and then I um, shared that with our team members as, as I got that information. I was very transparent with them about what I did know and what I didn't know. And I promised them that as I had information, I would share it. And together, we would figure out how we were gonna, going to move through the change um, to have people as intact as possible. Um, I was lucky, and I think this is true in any leadership position, as I was surrounded by other great leaders. So our executive team, we got together, we talked about what, <clears throat> what does this look like? How is this going to impact our team members? How is this going to impact our clients? What do our team members need? We made a commitment to not sending emails. Um, of course, this was not during COVID. Um, not sending emails, not um, making phone calls, but going down and sitting with our team members that were going to be most impacted and walking through each stage with them. And again, I think sometimes saying, you know what, I don't have this answer right now, but I hear what you're saying and I'm going to see what I can find out for you. So there's another golden nugget. Um, transparency is key. Um, did you lean on, you talk about, you, you know, with your internal team, did you lean on external leaders as well? Um, I know sometimes, you know, people have their circles of, of five confidants that they have. Um, did you, did you lean on those at all? Oh, I'm so glad that you asked. You know, I, I, I feel like everything that I've been successful at has happened because of those who have supported me. So um, I'll give a shout out to Doug and Donna McInich. Um, they have always been a cheerleader for me. Um, and I went and talked to them right away and said, this is what's happening. This is what I think is going to be the impact. And Doug gave me awesome advice. His advice was 
first and foremost, you walk into work and you find stuff to be thankful for. Find something to be grateful for and, and say it out loud. Second of all, be transparent. Tell people how it is. Um, sometimes that means you're going to give them news that they don't want to hear, but they're going to trust that you're being upfront mm-hmm. with them. And, and those two nuggets have really helped me, um, quite honestly, navigate even through this most recent um, situation that we're all in with COVID. And I was going to say, you just, this perfect segue um, as, as we kind of continue on through this conversation, because we know that COVID has been challenging for everyone, different walks of life, different situations, different types of businesses, so on and so forth. Um, how have you as a leader at Easter Seals been able to navigate through this and and what tips um, would you give, you know, especially for maybe an incoming leader that's that's taking over the reins in the thick of this? Sometimes I've heard other on past episodes, I've heard people say, you know, times of crisis is actually the best time to take over because it you, you really you really you're earning your paycheck um, and you see what you're made of. Um, so maybe talk about some of those challenges that you guys have dealt with um, at Easter Seals uh, during the COVID pandemic. Absolutely. So um, the work that we do is is very important work. Um, people depend on us day in and day out. It's it's things as simple as um, getting groceries, getting to doctor visits, um, transportation, um, maintaining their jobs. So it was essential. It was essential work. What I knew had to happen is that services had to continue. I knew that we could not abandon our families and our clients. And while some of those services could happen um, over the phone or through telehealth, um, a majority of them could not. Um, So right away, trying to figure out what do we need to be safe? Um, we didn't have a huge stockpile of uh, PPE. Uh, we don't typically utilize that in service delivery. Uh, so making sure that our staff could be safe, making sure that they understood um, how to use PPE to, to stay safe, understanding what our clients and families were comfortable with uh, was really important as well <clears throat> and answering their questions. You know, I'd like to tell you that I navigated it completely fine, um, but I'll tell you, I'll put on another hat as a mom. And as we were working from home, my children were complaining about this, that, and the other. And I was like, you know what? Listen, we have jobs and we have food. Lots of people don't have those things. Um, Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And so then a little bit later that during the day, I was on a webinar and we were talking about um, uh, the little little T's, the little traumas in life Um, and the importance of acknowledging what those are, because even though um, what my children were experiencing were for sure little teas. They were still trauma in their life. And so it was like a learning point for me right then. I was like, I've got to acknowledge what our staff are feeling right now. And I've got to get with them and understand um, where are they at? How are they feeling? Um, and then make sure they had hope that we were going to figure out a way through this. Um, that while I didn't have all the answers, I knew that we would continue with the mission. Right. And um, again, perfect segue. So, in your position, Sherry, you have to take on a lot, um, a lot of different emotions. Um, again, celebrating when times are, are good and things are going ex- extremely well. Uh, you talked about, you know, having, but also having to be transparent and maybe sometimes not 
share such pleasant news and things like that. And then to throw in on top of that, being a parent, which you just alluded to, mm-hmm. what do you do um, again, especially for, for new leaders or for leaders that have just hit the wall and are looking for some advice? How do you take, how do you turn the switch off to those things and, and recharge your batteries so that you can better prepare yourself to handle those things day in and day out, month after month, year after year, especially as we continue to progress through this time more so than before. Absolutely. Well, I think first of all, I want to say I know what I need to do. I, I want to make sure that I'm clear that I don't always do it uh, 100% effectively. <laughs> but I know I found for me over over time what has worked is if I start my day with prayer, it just sets the tone for me um, of staying positive, seeing the good in others, and staying hopeful. And then if my second activity of the day is to go for a walk in the morning, it gives me time with my thoughts and my feelings and just to get myself going. And then I know the other important thing for me is I thrive when I can learn and grow. So making sure that I take an opportunity to constantly learn some new information or get um, excited about something that I'm passionate about and dig into the weeds and understand it a little bit more is very helpful. I don't think you can be a leader if you don't lead with yourself and get your get yourself right first. Agreed. Um, and as we wrap this up, uh, you've given some really, really concrete examples on, uh, on things that, that people can you know, act on and, and implement in their lives, whether personal or professional right away. So uh, again, kudos to you. And I appreciate that. Uh, before we wrap up, because I know you're busy, I'm going to let you get back to work. I promise. Um, any other final tips, advice, anything like that that you want to share? You know, I was talking to my 12-year-old son last night. And he was sharing some of his worries with me. And I said to him, I said, you know what? A lot of times the thing that is most stressful when we're going through change is what we don't know. And you just have to accept that you don't know it. And as you get more information, you will get through it. And most of the time, what we envision is much more scary than that actual change we're going through. So I would just encourage you to take a breath, take it day by day, and, and you'll figure it out as you go. I, I appreciate that. And uh, finally, to wrap this up, uh, if people want to support Easter Seals, if people want to learn more about Easter Seals, um, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure, they could give me a call directly or go to our website. Um, we're always looking for um, volunteer leaders for our board uh, of directors, which are, are the uh, individuals that really help us lift up the mission. We're always looking for volunteers. Of course, we always accept donations. Um, but would love to have people engage with us. Okay, perfect. And it's, is it just, uh, is it eastersealsiowa.com? Eastersealsia.org. Okay, perfect. See, I'm glad we, glad we straightened that up. We don't want to send people to the wrong place. <laughs> um, are you on social media at all? Uh, can people find you on Facebook, LinkedIn? Yes, they can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Perfect. Well, with that, uh, Sherry, I want to thank you for joining us on the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast today. Um, again, thank you all for listening, uh, whether this is your first time or, you know, millionth time, uh, be sure to check out this episode and uh, episodes from the past. Again, thank you for joining us and take care. Thanks, Mike. Thank you for listening to the Leading in Times of Challenge podcast produced by the Greater Des Moines Partnership. To listen to more stories of inspiration, please visit dsmpartnership.com.